Welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join us in our campaign and shenanigans as we explore the subterranean labyrinths, plunder hordes of treasure, battle legendary monsters. This podcast will be following our gaming group and the adventures of these characters, as well as a few guests from time to time. Join us as we start a new campaign and our journey to experience the best, and maybe the worst, in the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok's story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome back to Goblins of Conquest. I got you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> and both of you notice that your armor has just lost a point of AC. What? No, no, not, not you. Oh, oh, you got it. oh, you oh, oh. The okay, it's it, it, his armor. Yes. We 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 both see it. Yes. And, uh, and, and the, the rogue is realizing the part that got ate away is it's costing him one point of AC. I was, I was waiting for that reveal to make even more terrifying for someone else that puts it to your head and not really easy And then the big one, it's going to go adjacent to the law, so it can swing us with half. Back up to where it was? Yep. You'll do the other weapon. Well, it was actually right here. It, 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 it got moved with the push to begin to oh. fire. It's huh? not lightning. And it's going to swing on it. And miss with a nine. I'm assuming a nine will not hit your compromised AC. As it, you know, what it is, it threw its pseudopod out, hit the tree, hit the tree, and then tried to wrap around to get to you, miss just short. Little pseudopod tentacles, as it usually like, you. I have a taste of what you're serving, and it ain't nice. So, top of the order, it's the ranger's turn. Uh, you probably uh, want to be amazing, you want to be epic. This is the first pseudopod that was knocked loose. Mm, oh. This pseudopod you're fighting looks way tougher than that little pseudopod. Almost like it's twice the hit points. Just make more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, I've, 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 I've got two options in mind here. Uh, I'm not, you do have disengage. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. That's that. That is one of that is one of the <laughs> options. It's been a while. No, 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 no. I, I was thinking. Yeah. Break out your dagger, <laughs> jump up onto the wall, and stick it into the crack in the wall. Yeah. It's slowly climbing to the that's, ceiling. It's like, guys. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Well, that's going to be. It's going to suck then. Yeah, well, I guess I, it's going to have to do it. It's, it's piercing damage, at least at that point. Um, yeah, I'm going to disengage as my bonus action. Okay. Bloop. Five foot back, you're out of the big, you're out of the pseudopod zone. Yeah, and then, well, yeah, then my movement. Then you take your actual movement after you safely nimbly dive out of the way. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of there. Going, goddamn, this thick ass mud, why can't I go further? And then I'm ready to plunk it with a regular arrow at this with point. With a piercing arrow. With a piercing arrow, I know. I'm hoping piercing is not slashing. Um, a, a dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Uh, so that will do... As you see the arrow hit and just yeah. melt into it. Uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. It seems This, this one's piercing damage. Yeah, one. It seems to be doing all eight points. Yay. And now it's about the size of the one over there. It's gotten smaller. So Paladin, you're, this is some scary shit. Yeah. It's swinging strike. What are you doing? It was, it was I'm swinging with my sword. So that will be... What is it? What is Which one are you hitting? Um... Big one or the little one? Let's go with the little one. <coughs> okay. So, uh, seven points of bashing damage. 
set of points. Uh, it can only do banishment in any oh, then I will step in. Remember, that's only the anonymous. Then I will cast. I'll do my hand on me. Okay. So how much? How much? I'll burn it all. <laughs> well, how much damage on me? The Uso. Well, I won't swing on it. Okay. If I can win. I'm not gonna do the same thing again. Okay, so lay out hands. Yep. So get some hit points back in you. Yeah. Get the clear to look like. Okay, maybe maybe our god is better. <laughs> okay, you good with where you're standing? Give that wizard a look. This is where you drop your fireball. You got a fireball, right? <laughs> not fourth level. Yeah, because I'm blocking them. <laughs> okay, so you are a hero in that regard. Rogue! Oh, Rogue! I think yeah, we need a restroom break. Yeah. <laughs> can't work this group. It's your turn. You, 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 you're back to the, the, the land of the day. We turned around and you rolled so good on yourself, you were gone. Let's go find her. We failed to find so, uh, your, your goblin buddy shot the little one that's facing him and jacked it up. But it seems to be quite interested in him. Yeah. Now you can actually see what killed him. Especially when he shoots with the arrow and the arrow jacks it up and then slowly falls into it and dissolves into nothing. Um, I will get to my sneak and Okay, you're going to do the same thing that the ring is doing, seems effective. Yeah. Pull your little bow back. Which one are you shooting at? The little one that's going over the log? Okay, something tells me you're going to hit it. I have faith in your little bow. This little bow of mine. What'd you get? Oh, oh yeah, that's that right. So how much damage do you do? Does she get bullets because I'm adjacent to it? Yes, yes she does. What's the block? The rogue damage. The rogue. Mm -hmm. Two pieces. Yeah. An extra piece. Mm -hmm. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Paladin wants one of them dead now. <laughs> kill it, kill it now. Uh, ten. Ten? Better than me. So Great immediately nine. you shoot your arrow at the one that, that tried going over the log at the paladin, and immediately it's it's committed its whole personage to going around that log again, and he's just like arrow between the paladin's knees, and it hits and immediately starts going, just recoiling and turning to like this muddy brown powder. You can take a little scary one. Like a kiss shell. Yeah. You've got the paladin up there, like, Ooh! <laughs> arrows between his legs. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. It's okay. <laughs> but it's your turn, so it is important what you're saying. It is important what I'm saying. I it need is? to do something big that's still going. So I am going I say to keep your witch bolt going. That's what I was talking about. No, I yeah. dropped that when I realized. <laughs> I am going to uh, draw forth the shadow blade from uh, beyond. Ooh, okay. So One like step beyond. Reach into your navel, pull out your dark blade. Let's pull it out of my bag. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm pulling forth this black shadow blade with uh, runic edges within. And five foot reach. I am going to reach over and swing at the big one. Oh, it is a attack to hit. Mm -hmm. What kind of damage is that? It's force damage. It's force damage. The ranger has led the way. Ranger yeah, has it's kind of what the ranger is supposed to do. hit. That's a total of 20 to hit, 30 20. 30 20 hits. And I think it's 2v8. Let me double check. Because the shadow blade is a bonus action. So Passing it, and then the yeah. attack is the action action. Right. Oh, there's no weight. Fantastic. 
What you looking for? Shadowboy. Oh. I think it's in. Uh, Is it Xanathar? One of those. <laughs> one of the three that's on the table within arm's reach. Or the one that your wife just gives you. Possibly. Feelings. Get those out of the system now. Highly awkward. Bonus action self, concentration of two minutes. Um, it has a range. It is 2d8 psychic damage. Excuse psychic me. damage. Does Steven have a brain to take the psychic damage? It is not immune to psychic damage. I can definitely say that. So 14 plus. Uh, and immediately you plunge your sword in there. The first four points basically ends the the, the, the black pudding. I think you can move that thing. See, <laughs> I was giving you guys the heroic shot. As you're seeing that wood is just <laughs> radiant and oozed into. So Claire, it's your turn. What are we gonna do? There's a small one chasing the, the reindeer. Nice. Oh yeah, you too. It's it's whipping, moving, and undulating. Well, I suppose I can still use it because I want to cast Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame? We haven't seen a braiding of anything. <laughs> What's the... As you say that, I'm like... <laughs> What's the save on that? Is it a wisdom save? It is a dexterity. Dexterity. You don't want to be worse than his wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> What's your DC? 13? Uh, 12. Well, will he make it with a <laughs> How much damage is that going to be? This is really important. This is important. It's a uh, 1d8. Oh, and how well she rolls. Six points. So immediately your sacred flame cascades down around this little thrumming slime that's chasing him like an inchworm through the mud. <laughs> And immediately just burns the mud and the slime at the same time to just powder. As it's it's un, it's coming after that hunter. It's going after him, and it just get away. <laughs> you killed your first black pudding. I will immediately do a perception check to see if there's any more. I am confident there are no more. <laughs> What'd you roll? One. <laughs> you are confident there are none of those in this entire temple. <laughs> but man, you are I so sure that these weren't even the things you think they were. <laughs> they could have just been some ornery algae. Figments <laughs> 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 of your imagination. Oh, go. That's the fourth one that I've rolled on this die, and this is only the third gaming session that I've taken this die to. Obviously, it needs to be my I sense Yeah, sense it, was, sense. it was intended as my, my skill check dice because I've been rolling poorly. But you have a machine at work that could take it out. <laughs> Shame and... So, so you get the I'm sense so that the mud is not moving any longer. <coughs> you believe the mud is safe. Just like your first in the book there threw someone in here. <laughs> Glad so I what took are you guys going to do? I'm going to lock down and uh, yeah, through the pockets and see what all they have. Well, you, yeah, you, picked, my you picked up a couple different metal teeth of different you know, types of metal. You notice that uh, they, they seem more human and goblin and not elven. So probably just, you know, whatever races at the time they grab people and sacrifice them to. They put the shame teeth on the altar. So you've got about uh, 50 gold in assorted metallic teeth. And that was just what you managed to fill your pockets with until your leg is off. As you've got this really horrible, you see where she's been healed, so she has flesh, but there's this emptiness in her armor, this, this new sexy chap look that she's going for. Out of curiosity, would mending fix it? What does mending say? So you ask me a question on counter Good one, 
limited. This spell repairs a single break or tear in an object if you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, a torn cloak, or leaking wineskin. As long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot, any dimension you mend it, leaving no trace of former damage. This spell can physically repair a magic item or construct. The spell doesn't can't restore magic to such an item. You know what? I would say yes, it does. It's going to take a while. It can the priest do the mending spell though? Yeah. <laughs> I think she remembered last time we did it. I do have mending. <laughs> what am I mending? My armor. He's wanting you to fix the one AC he lost on his I, armor. I lost the AC Thank God it's a cantrip. <laughs> you're just like slapping his it's armor. It's a because I don't have. <laughs> all of a sudden you notice on his armor the seams are really <laughs> wide right now. <laughs> What's going on with your belly? Is <laughs> that a tattoo? Was it stamp? Okay, they're instantaneous. Yeah, it's, it's basically banter banter. So you cantrip their armor and fix the patches that are missing, and magically little bits start re undissolving. <laughs> right. Good catch there, by the way. <laughs> and I, I have a healing potion on. Oh, it takes an action. No. Well, yeah, casting is an action. Uh, but it's a cantrip. It's one minute, so. Yeah, so you can. It's instantaneous. You probably see it happening over the course of a minute. As it slowly starts connecting. Well, they're kibitzing about that. Oh. I'm going to have Aconite come over here and help me lash these gores, these. Or logs together to make like a, a little mud raft. Yeah, to walk to the yeah, center, right. check it out. Okay, so Since you guys good with knots, I mean. Yeah, so okay. You guys stack them up, you have two, then one, then two, so easily the goblins can walk right across it. You guys want to be careful and do an acrobatics to walk across it. But yeah, you have an easy, you know, basically walk path straight to the altar. I give you a healing potion. Thank you. How does that work? <laughs> it's a 2d4 for, for that one, right? I, it's just... It's in the equipment section. Yeah, all it says is a healing potion. It doesn't say which one, so... I'm guessing it's the... It's yeah, it's the basic one. It's not like a greater tag. Isn't it 1d4 plus 2? It's 2d4 plus Is it 2d4 plus I, I, I got a tab for equipment. Remember you dropped it on the bottle on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. 2d4 two, two plus 2. Okay, so you guys, you know, while well, she's mending their armors, you guys are exploring, and you go up to the altar, and just like the, the rope is saying, there seems to be some gold bits around the altar still that she hadn't picked up yet, and weapons. I'll pluck a few shiny objects as well. Okay. Grab, you know. One gold piece worth of random metal teeth. <laughs> Probably it's because you're just iron That's all that's left. Yeah. She went on the really shiny ones. Yeah. Um, can I look around and see if there's any... Uh, Not really, because she's been in the armor. Just kidding. I wanted to... So, uh, pretty much you guys spend, finished the time making the walkway. Mm -hmm. He's up there. You guys are mended. She's finished doing the casting. She's like, see if this is one of the guys But who's taken from the cleric to give it back? <laughs> so, uh. You're not wrong. Yeah, so, so what you guys can do now, you can kind of check this out. Well, I'm up there. I'm gonna go ahead and actually investigate the altar, see if I. I guess you're just pulling down yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's a nine. A nine? You're like, yep, old rotten wood weapons. <laughs> Pretty much every weapon could be easily repaired, except the wood parts. Seem like they've been in close proximity to something that could dissolve a foot of wood in a turn. Yeah, but mending. <laughs> I'm not your personal retreat tool. <laughs> He's not a personal retreat tool. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Right? You got, you got that lid, so it's like a welder's mask. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to make my way over to the altar and inspect it. You look at this altar and you can sense the death in this altar. This altar was consecrated with hundreds of lives through its existence. And it needs one thing. 
It needs you to bring it back to worship. Give me that old tabernacle. As, as all of a sudden you're looking at this altar, you can feel the screams of its victims. Giggle start, Aconite, pick a number between one and ten. <laughs> 23. All right. <laughs> I don't know if it ever gets old. <laughs> I just giggle start. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to I I make my way to the cat door. Okay, you go up to that door and you feel that the mud's got like more water on top of it and it's slowly seeping through this door. Okay. Um, I, I want to investigate the door and make sure. Sounds like it's going to be new roll. Forty. You're pretty sure that this door is safe, but when you like whip out your thieves tools and start checking it out, you realize that when this door is opened, from just from the feel of the water, it may be dangerous when the door opens in. Because oh, the door it opens, opens in? It, op it opens into the hallway. Oh, okay. okay. So you basically would push the door you have a feeling from the little water buildup that it might be like if there's any kind of stairs there, it would be a slip and slide to go through. So you're okay. definitely sensing that this could be dangerous. So um, is the door, is there like a handhold I can grip onto? You can try it. <laughs> I, try. I totally want to open the door and so bad. Okay, go ahead and give me a strength check as you push this door in there. Yes, strength. You have a feeling you have advantage in this strength. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what would you got? Yes. <laughs> so what you get? 21. A uh, natural 20? Yes, natural 20. Because it's a natural 20, I won't kick you over on this. <laughs> you open the door and immediately you like braced yourself on your new leg muscle. <laughs> and you grab that ring and do the push and the door. As soon as it does, there's like a small whoosh of water that goes flushing. As you realize that it's a good thing that you did such a good job that you didn't go uh, whooshing down this door. Because as you open it, you realize coming from this door, this is the doorway. It goes about this far in a slight incline, and then there's steps that go down. And you can see for a long time there's been a little water going through a like, small little two-inch scum river of just green algae. And so this is this is decline and then is this stairs go up or down? It might go down. Down. Okay. So and you're basically uh, hmm, you investigate it, so I'll give it give me a quick nature roll real quick. You don't have an apple twenty, so Fourteen. It's super moldy in here. You, oh, you're not a nature girl, yeah. huh? I've been through that before. Wasn't there mold in one of the other? Oh, you oh. had the russet mold. That's the nasty yeah. stuff. Once that grows in your cross. That was in the first. That, that's in your home. Yeah. The section that goes into the underdark. The goblins are supposed to be there. It's no, no, no. We're, 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 we're going to keep it to, and, and like maybe get trapped tricks and uh, yeah, some humans and send them back. I thought fun. you were keeping it there as the, the guard dog for the back door. Well, there's that too. Yeah. So, uh, you know it's really dank, super musty, sweaty down there so with like mold. Awesome. So dank. So dank. <laughs> but you're standing there bravely with the door open and you're just like, Molly. <laughs> we can only see your shoulders though. Yeah. <laughs> We just see your head kind of rock back. As you're just this slope. As they're ponytails. I was also picturing, like, with that natural 20s, like, you, you pushed open the, do the door, but, like, as it swung open, you're holding, you're still yes. holding onto the door. Oh, that's what I imagined, too. <laughs> just in case. But it looks horribly nasty, moldy, algae. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and keep my head and look at that. Okay, so the other goblin is slugging through the yeah. to, to join so you. Yeah, you're up there. Um, what's your, that would be a 13. You as well. Smell moldy. Yeah. 
I thought I thought I thought I it was more, oh, it's, I'm proficient, but it's still an intelligence for proficient. That's why. Okay, so it's just a thirteen. Yeah. Could you bump that up two points. Well, no, no, that, that, that's that's why it is bumped up two points because oh, I'm proficient. No, I'm but just no. joking. Two more points. Oh, yeah. Pin, pin, pin. oh yeah, yeah. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. So uh, what are the rest of you doing? As you hear her open that door, there's that sucking sound. And you feel the mood, the mud drop about two centimeters. <laughs> and there was another door on the floor. That's not important. Okay, so so the wizard's going through the other door. Okay. Which would you like to open? Curiosity kills the cat. Yeah, or the wizard. Or the bugbear. Or all three. We'll call him Cat. People are Cat Wizard. Well, I kind of look around and obviously they, uh, I could do that. Open the door. Okay. Give me a strength check as you are pulling the door. Not, not so much. And all so of a sudden, you, you nudge the door and it seems to be like the mud is sucking it in place and for some reason the mud hasn't got through the door so it's caked like a solid layer down there. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> so I still have no idea. So you put your shoulder into it and it just doesn't get for you. So obviously you're loosening up the rope next. Right. Okay. That was the other two that I'm going at. <laughs> Your shoulder into it too, and you, you agree with his assessment that this door is a burn with stuff. Alright, All right, lean against the door, <laughs> and I'll push on you. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teamwork! Is it one door or two? It's one door. It's half the double door you guys came in. So if we both shoulder at the same time, I'd give somebody advantage for their roll. I'm assuming the guy with the bigger dice pool is going to go for it. Bigger, well, bigger bonus. She's got that shitty granite she's staring at me. As you guys look at each other, and for one moment, the arcane and the divine are working together. As you give each other a satisfied look, <laughs> that it really takes two hands to do a duty. Wow, you really are. <laughs> do you mind metal dice? So immediately the two you guys push and the door gives. And immediately they on No, they don't. It, when the when the door cracked, you see dry mud in the door frame that had pierced this room. Mm -hmm. And immediately the waft of like the smell of tombs, that tomb dust, mm -hmm. hits you both and it's very dry inside. That's your and you guys open the door and it kind of bangs the wall and stops, you know, and you're just like, the scent of old death greets your nostrils. This beautiful music pipes in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden about two feet of mud goes into the hallway. Well, that was anticlimactic. As you guys push away on this door. So what are you guys going to do? You have one way that's wet and moldy, one way that's uh, very dry and desiccated. Let's split the party. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> this, I want to take that. that yeah. What about this area? That, that is buried in mud. That is buried in mud. Literally, you see the archway that matches the archway you came in, and it goes down like there's a flight of stairs that go four feet down into the mud. So someone would have to be able to move cubits of mud to get down. Well, I vote for dry over. Yeah. Slippery. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I'm here, right? You know what? Correct. Correct. Yeah, always right. Always <laughs> right. Right is never wrong. Okay, so you're not going through the quarter of green slime to look at. That's interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. We start. 
Same versus vacuum. Right. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 it's best bin. So. <laughs> Same versus bad dinner guests. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, come on. That, that was meeting his mother and uh, her mother and father for the first time, and on still shop. Okay, so you guys go about 20 feet down the corridor. Old, dusty, undisturbed. Here's the first footprint you're seeing here. You're seeing little bits of like debris that may have been knocked off at one point, like an arrowhead, you know. No bodies, which is odd, but like an arrowhead, little chips of metal, I chips of arrowhead. Okay, it's ancient arrowhead. Looks like it's really good quality, by the way. Like it's elven patches. And you guys are coming down the hall. So this is you walk around this ominous dark corridor. I will, I will uh, investigate and then get behind everybody. <laughs> okay, okay. So go ahead and give me your investigate roll. And she's creeping. She's literally scuttering up to check and then hiding behind. Four. Four is it, yes. All of a sudden, she comes up and she starts to investigate. And she like looks and kind of kicks this dust. It's a little thick on one wall. And all of a sudden, the dust just like poofs, like almost like ash. And there's bits of broken fingers sticking under this giant stone slab that as soon as you guys look at this slab, you realize this is not a wall. This looks like a giant slab of rock that came down. I like a secret door. Give me an investigation, am I telling you more? Oh, well, is there any writing? Uh, maybe give me an investigation or I'll tell you some more. 30, 20? Oh, 13. 13. So 15. Oh, yeah. Okay. So immediately, you two are looking at, obviously, these two are bonding. It's weird. As they start looking at the slab of stone, you both realize immediately that this was engineered to be there. That this stone slid out of the ceiling and basically crashed down in this exact spot. And the stone's been milled, so it looks like it can be moved. Now it's going to require a lot of effort to move. And you're realizing that this is a archway, not a wall. That this stone slab could be moved if you all work together. It's, not, it's one of those things that would require a lot of cooperation. No strength roll. It'll just be a certain number of people all chipping in to try to move this. And pretty much everybody in the group, since you have two small people, can easily work together if you'd like. If you'd like to work together to move this slab. This is an archway. I think we should try to move this so we can see. Can we see what's at the end of this hall? No, and let's what gets the cleric's attention when she's looking at it is she just she does the whole and waves her hand across, which by the way gets the archaeologist's attention. Because as soon as you blow the, the dust layer off and the crust. You see some holy scripture that even the dead can kill their enemies. Basically, it's really, really subtly commented religious text in the old goblin, which is basically like the purest form of hobgoblin out there, which kind of catches this guy's attention. It's the old goblin script. They yield English for us Americans before we mug every other language forwards. <laughs> So I say that out loud, you know, hoping that maybe he also recognizes it. Okay. So you all are gonna like, and you see, as you start feeling this thing, there seems to actually be almost like spots where medium-sized creatures will put handholds to work together. You could try to reload this trap or move the stone. It looks like the stone is made to have both things happen. We need to go get one of those logs. <clears throat> because once we get it open, we can put a log in there just to make sure that it doesn't get set. Well, it does look like you could pull it this way and then move it this way. Okay. Or you can even move it this way and block the path. See it's almost like some goblins thought about some of these slabs so they can use defensively. Well, let's start. Yanking on it. Okay, so how many people are working together? And you all add up your strength and tell me what that number is. It's 
My strength uh, modifier? Or no, your strength. It's not a strength number. It's one of those bizarre plans that, that Wizards of the Coast does something completely off off record. Three. It's the modifier. Well, it's your no, no, no. What is your strength? Oh, yeah. 16. 31. Uh, I have I have 13. Your strength 30. is 31. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was trying to add along with yeah, you. Yeah, it's just like 31. <laughs> 44, so it's almost moving with the plane you were getting. And, and as soon as she, the, the, okay, that goblin mind is brought in, the slab starts moving. I so which, I had another 13 direction. Where are you moving the stone? 69. I like, I like it blocking. You like the blocking the way, okay. so you guys are all cooperating, it's pivoting in the, so it blocks the pathway. And it takes you about a minute to muscle this rock. And you're like, wow, the old goblin engineer just had a lot of as you immediately do that, you realize the figures you saw under it is this obliterated skeleton. The equipment's destroyed, but it looks like it was equipped with some kind of sword that got turned to tinfoil when it got mashed down, and a longbow that was too pretty to be a god. So it's probably an elf. You're giving the idea that, yeah, it was probably an elf's corpse. Yeah, I spit on it as well. <laughs> you nasty they're my natural enemy. They're their favorite enemy. Go ahead and move yours. We'll put the ocean. Actually, no, we won't. We'll have to wash for this. We'll have to wash for quick. The birds. It's wet. I have water. Okay. Perfect. Better than we don't need to be here. I think we can get into it. We just can't. Well, I think that, like, this is the sink like before. Just, 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 just a little water. <laughs> no, we were talking about that when we went to the restroom. It's kind of done. I mean, two weeks without a bathroom. Maybe they're, they're not prioritizing you. A little gravity. So immediately when you open this, this this door, you get this sensation of very, very old. It's very, very wet still. Yes. The ink might be on the old. So immediately when you slide that over, do you see that there's a set of doors that seem like someone was trying to pick them and that probably set off this falling stone. And you look up, and there is a, uh, a similar one right here. I was trying to ask. <laughs> it's, it's fairly obvious now that the first one's been tripped that there's a second exact duplicate stone there. Uh, Why is the rare time when they actually don't have pull the Don't pull it. Don't pull it. <laughs> we should figure out how it's triggered at this point. Either trigger it purposely or avoid triggering. Go ahead and do the investigation. <laughs> you should do that. Yeah, you should. Do you have inspiration to check it? I do. What does this do? It gives you 2d20, you get the better of the two. Does the uh, archaeologist know how to use that? Uh, one as so no. 70. So immediately you realize, give me your inspiration. Can I start that way in? It's so nice and heavy. Immediately you realize, okay, I know how this was set off. It's a weight system, and obviously anyone medium size that steps down can set it off. Okay. Easily, because you made a good investigation, well, you know exactly how to basically stick a little climbing piton or stick or Something. dagger to basically keep the pressure plate from going off. Your finger. Well, no, no, small. This there's, is a small there's, there's an elf that has some fingers you can use. <laughs> there you go, you can stick the hand. The, the flattened the, sword. <laughs> no space. Wedge it in there. Okay, so you're going to disable it? Yeah. Okay, so you basically you know, put the whammy and give everybody the. I believe I disabled the trap. How good do you feel about that? I walk up to the doors. You walk up to the doors, you can see that they have some kind of lock that apparently the elf obviously fits in with. Until one poor bastard stepped on the thing and everybody ran out the door before it squished them all. Um, can I try to open it? If anybody else, are you guys good with, with 
just waiting and letting her finish the exploration? Or you want to join her, or what? I don't really have a problem. Okay, so y'all just watch with bated breath on the safe side of the booby trap. While she goes up there, she's like, she goes, you got people She's off. a big girl. Or are you going to investigate gangbacks? She's been doing this now for a couple weeks. <laughs> we have a lot of confidence in her. She's like eight years old, you know. You for a goblin, that's what you're talking about. You've been named, so. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to check for traps first or go straight for the opening of the door? She's only almost died once. We're at for traps, that's kind of overkill, but I'll search. Okay. Well, she got turned to stone, too. Yeah. Almost twice. Okay, so twice. You believe it is safe from traps. Alright, now I want to. You ran your tools through there, you sense no trip wires, no blast vials, no acid things. All these things in your head that you would have put there on the door, but you sense none of them. Okay. And then Allison goes, why am I thinking about poison wheel traps? <laughs> As she sticks her tools into what obviously looks like religious text, and it's actually a keyhole, and you shut the fiddle with your lockpick. Go for it. Uh, 20, 30. By a mile, you click this thing, and you're like, obviously these religious guys did not believe in good locks. They probably used the fear of religion to keep people from picking their locks. Because you're just like, click, open, and the door literally opens and hits. And you just like massive dust cobweb type thing. Oh, thank God, I thought she was going to say, hey guys, I got it! Falls <laughs> over on her. <laughs> Okay, so you, so you're pushing the doors open? Yeah, I am. The doors push open and, on, and obviously you see a wall right there. So you have to like open the doors and then go immediately to the side. Alright, I'll uh, open the doors and uh, step back a little bit. <laughs> okay, and you just like, after you, after you, I am your doorman, please enjoy. Please enjoy. <laughs> so who's going to go first? Aconite. Yeah, I'll peek my, my head in first. <laughs> Okay, so first the ranger picks his head in. Peeking around the boat level. The triangle. The, yeah, the, the color. Go ahead and give me a perception. Let's see. Oh, uh, 15 on the die. Um, uh, 19. Everything is completely silent. You notice that this place could not have been disturbed. It has the smell of something that's just been locked up sanitarily. So it's just dust like dead goblin skin from thousand years dust. And you're peeking in and you're seeing mosaics on the wall that are these beautiful acts of violence. You see this, this arching wave of flame roasting a Eladrin city. You see the most awesomest heroic hobgoblin ever wearing armor that almost looks elvish, but is definitely hobgoblin construction. With a glowing shield and glowing armor and glowing sword that's got like little bat wings hanging off on it. And, and you're getting the idea. Remember the stories he's told you about the warrior, the one that history's lost his name but refers to him as the warrior. That that and it, it reminds he, he, he came out of the play. Yeah, it reminds you that this is a depiction of him. And you see this weird story where a hobgoblin is talking to a wood elf. And this progression of the same, the warrior's face seems the same, but it progresses from a hobgoblin in like clothes talking to an elf, and it ends on the opposite side of this hobgoblin warrior mage looking guy raining death and destruction down upon a ladrin, which are different than elves. And you're seeing little depictions of, you know, the dirty word for wood elf. The dirty word for high elf, and then the dirty word for pure ones for the Aladdin. So you're getting the idea that wood elves, and eh, we kill them if they have to. High elves, we kill them, but the pure ones, okay. you exterminate. And, and then all of a sudden, after your hero worshiping this, 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 this hobgoblin, you realize there's a female hobgoblin covered in these robes that she thought it was part of the fire mosaics, because you see at one point, okay. he's like open hands and there's this waft of fire coming out of his hands. You actually realize that some of the flame is her flaming red robes, and she basically is like holding a fireball over her head. And like, you know, you see yeah. her roasting a small arm of children, you know, with a fireball. And all of a sudden you're realizing that she, you know, even though he's the, the story, she seems to be the pinnacle of this. 
and then you realize that she's got like a face mask, a golden face mask, and that's like in the ceiling mosaic is that face mask. Oh. And then you realize that you want to get more into this room to see more. Does the face mask look anything similar to what the our cleric is wearing? Or is it is it very different? Okay. It's very different. Okay. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, just, it's more flamey, sunny, yeah. fiery than religious. It doesn't remind you of any religions that she's told you about. Okay. Just, just as, an, as an off chance. Is she wearing the mantelpiece that I wore? You said that I had you asked what does it look are you coming inside mm-hmm. you're a war caster right yeah yeah the fine goblin tradition of war casters yeah the fine hobgoblin tradition of uh war casters <laughs> immediately when you look in here and you start seeing these mosaics you realize that she's obviously a war caster and you're getting the idea from the different spells you're seeing. Each different wall is having her focus on a different school of arcana. That she is like the warcaster extraordinaire. Well, she's the reason we won. She was the pivotal person in every battle. You can see it clearly as you look upon this. <laughs> <laughs> and when you guys kind of start feeling finally, because yeah. you feel safe, because you know you've been told there's no traps and all, then, then the rogue locks the door and you're all trapped inside. You notice clearly there is a uh, sarcophagus in the middle of the room that has this beautiful gold-encrusted sarcophagus that looks like a beautiful, especially amongst two hobgoblins, absolutely fucking gorgeous hobgoblin female. She is like the pinnacle of hobgoblin perfection. She's got beautiful lines, muscles, strong. you're, you're, You're seeing a freaking goddess queen sarcophagus here. And it seems untouched. As it should be. As it should be. And of course, you're seeing, as soon as you see the sarcophagus, you're seeing some like veiled threats and curses, blah, 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 that woe to he who disturbs the sarcophagus, doubly woe if it is now the accursed elves. Look at Gable Snort. Don't you dare. But there's gold. I don't care. But like, not this. Look around everywhere else. For now. No. For good. <laughs> so, so you guys. But you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm telling her what this says. Okay. Don't touch or you get messed up badly. <laughs> and not by me. <laughs> I'm going to by myself. <laughs> no. I'll send a bunch of furry little field mice and monster cops to each. Just kidding, she's really a druid. She's really an elf. <laughs> so, what do you mean? I'm exploring around. You're seeing these, and both of you are immediately interested in the historic ramifications of what you're seeing because you're getting this story that's telling you the, the war chief was a peaceable, not killing machine hobgoblin who actually cohabitated with wood elves. Then there's some kind of, you can't tell exactly what the story it means, but some kind of confrontation between elf on elf and elf on goblin. So it's the elf's fault. And you're getting many references (laughs) to a ladrin referred to as the pure ones in a not pleasant fashion. And then it shows the war chief basically goes and slaughters some Aladdin, steals their magic, learns their magic, and becomes not only a badass fighter, but he becomes basically an eldritch knight fighter. So we have a hobgoblin who's got magic fighter ability. Basically, he multi-classes a bit. And then it teaches, it shows him teaching, you know, class of, of wizards, and the most beautiful and strongest of them basically must be the hobgoblin queen that's in that, that casket. Well, he was first edition, so he has multi-class <laughs> And basically, you see that they fought together until all of a sudden, you know, the crypt is shut. 
Got it. You got it. It took him a second. He was trying to choke it down. I was trying to ignore that. And then all of a sudden you see towards the end that the Aladrin were opening rifts into the Feywild and basically sending Fey creatures off. So that could be how the Hobgoblins lost the war. Was that the Aladrin and Elves united probably under the pure one's requirement. And then they summoned their fey lords to reinforce As themselves. I probably said the last part, I go, so they cheated. Says the cleric does the same thing almost from a divine point of view. I don't care. They cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it that way. So it's, it's And then different. one thing it's catches different. the, give me an arcane. I was thinking I'd also probably do a ritually cast identify detect magic. Oh, okay. But no, you can do that too. At first, I'm in trust me. Of... Our 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 religious folks are sitting there going over the mosaics, cleaning them up. So, and then, and I'm assuming someone's lighting a light in here so you can actually enjoy the mosaics, and not gray. Fourteen. Fourteen for your arcana. So you're basically up, to, up at the sarcophagus, and you realize that each one of these pillars has some kind of arcane formula on each one, almost like it's a test. Each pillar is a different type of test for for arcane user. What language is it in? It's it's in an old hobgoblin. So I can read it with my read goblin? Or? You can read it, yeah. It's, okay. it's, you're having a problem enunciating some of the words with your bugbear tongue. It's big and lazy and sluggish. I mean, it's articulated for deep grumble talk. <laughs> so you definitely have the idea that uh, if she was an arcanist, like you believe she is, she actually had a lesson here to teach. Maybe, maybe she wants you to open to because when you finish casting Identify, or Detect Magic, you're picking up quite a few pings inside the sarcophagus. Yeah, you'd probably see my eyes kind of glowing a little red. The magic seeing through them. You all right? Okay, stretch it out. One way or but I also start uh, trying to sleuth out the, uh, the puzzle. Okay, the important thing is that uh, you're picking up on the, there's, there's, there's magic stuff there. But go ahead and take the time to uh, give me another arcana roll. Okay. Is that how I'm going to pass the You're going to try. Seventeen. So, so you come up to the, the first set of pillars, and basically gives you this whole hubbub of casting of of the school of uh, evocation, and you basically start mouthing the words and following the runes, and you basically realize as you're you're saying the arcane ritual, there's a section missing, but without skipping a beat, you finish the incantation because you know it's just a basic evocation incantation. You know how, how to finish working it. And as soon as you do, the pillar kind of glows. It's like fire lighting up the runes in it. And all of a sudden, one of the bricks burns away to ash. And there's something inside, a little alcove inside there. Is that glowing? Detect magic? Uh, it is glowing. You still have your detect magic on. Well, I am going to kneel down and look at it. Okay, you look at it and it looks like a piece of vellum. Okay. Almost like a spell scroll of vellum. So I then vellum cautiously reach out. Vellum doesn't deteriorate with age. It's great like that. Magically sealed. Right. And you reach in and you're pulling it out and you don't read it, read it, because you know better. But you realize it's a magic scroll of burning hand. Mm. Burning hands. It's a scroll of burning hands. Something tells me you're not going to read that scroll to cast it. You're going to read the blood. Yeah. 
Again, you realize the sarcophagus has got the uh, good mojo in it. Do you, you tell the rest of them about that? Uh, I tell them that there is a, uh, there seems to be a series of um, arcanic. Yes. <laughs> so you tell them there's a series of what? Arcanic tests that I need to do. All alone in this room. Okay, so basically he's telling you guys, hey, there's some I have to do these tests. What are you guys doing? Are you planning on taking a long rest here? Probably. I think, uh, yeah. Okay. It's so not the right time for that. That would definitely be a good place to wrap it up there. Give me another arcana check. This is going to be for the transportation world as we're packing up. Ooh. So what was your first roll? Twelve. Twelve? Okay, so uh, when you do the spell, the runes all light up, and you feel this baroque sound, mm -hmm. and nothing happens. Then when you try to do it again, nothing happens. It didn't like your failed roll. But the Even next with inspiration? Well, remember, you have to use it before you roll. No, I thought you could use it after before you knew the outcome. Okay, I'll give it to you. So as you do, you do the spell, all of a sudden, the uh, brick in almost the same location seems to just magically dissolve. And there's another piece of vellum there. And just by giving it a cursory glance, it's the spell passage. A little higher than me. That's a little higher than you. That's why you're going to fail that first roll. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. This is Eric and Wendy Strzok with Stone Valley Hobby and Games. We sell board games, card games, role-playing games, and supplies. We have thousands of Magic the Gathering cards available, carry Kickstarter products, and work with veteran-owned small businesses to bring you our own line of products. We are a small business retailer, but we offer competitive prices, a loyalty system, and free shipping on orders over $100. As a military veteran myself, I'm a strong supporter of our armed forces, their families, and contractors out there doing the hard job. So any order from an AA, AE, or EP address will be shipped absolutely free. Remember, StoneValleyGames.com, where we take your leisure seriously. Out of curiosity. Uh-huh. After this long rest, uh-huh. Have we leveled? Good question. <laughs> Since you already know the answer to this from an out of game conversation we had. I think you said last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon I, as you cleared the mud room, you leveled. As soon as you well, you actually said as soon as we finished the uh, elves, the spirit elves. No, they, you didn't actually finish them. I'm tipping over there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I added that for so you guys take the long rest, and as you're taking in the ambiance of this place, the, the culture, I mean, especially for you goblin, goblins, you never imagined goblin culture was anything this advanced. You know, you thought, like, stupid humans and stupid elves did this kind of thing, but you never goblins. That, that was a story how goblins tell you to keep you alive. This is why I always told you that you should chew with your mouth closed. Not. I was blow your nose once in a while. I was literally raised by wolves. That's <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> so it is filling you guys with a sense of awe that you know this is goblin culture. Especially when you guys, especially you guys, like yogurt culture. You look at the mosaics <laughs> and you realize at one point when you're seeing this, pretty much for the most part, you're seeing just how God and just hobgoblins, and there's only hobgoblins. And as, as you goblins are looking, lower down the mosaic, you start realizing there's, as the mosaics are going through the history, all of a sudden you start seeing wizards, 
hobgoblin wizards doing their thing and like blasting goblins and then all of a sudden smaller goblins walking out of the beams of energy with like potions and pots and things and you realize that you're getting the gist that uh, the go goblins are engineered alchemically created offshoot of hobgoblins and then occasionally you see you know a giant bugbear pulling a battle wagon type of cart thing with blades and spot for the warcasters to sit on and move shit from without having to waste any movement. So you're realizing, you know, more and more of the actual evolution of goblin time. And then you feel super cultured when this this, this violin music starts as you see the first ever hobgoblin bar. With his big, horrible, ugly drums made from the back skins of elves. It's like a quad, you know. Yes, Kelly is making more of those because it's really more fabric. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, the rare earth mat uh, that's that's we we have some on order, it's just waiting for me to share that. Because I like that idea too.